This is Room 301, a podcast ran by digital agency group, The Digital Maze. Room 301 is a podcast all about SEO, PPC, website design, social media, and everything in between. Our aim with this is to equip marketing leaders with all the know-how to run and lead an effective digital strategy. My name is Rob. Let's get into it. We are back. Room 301, thank you all for joining us. I've got another guest this week. So we've got Ryan from Inmail Comms. Ryan, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Good, good. Thank you for being here. So today's podcast is all about stakeholder buying, um, how to get stakeholders on board as a marketing leader. We all know, and you know, the people listening to this podcast typically are in sort of marketing manager, marketing director positions they might have a team but they've almost certainly got seniors they've got boards they've got people who hold the money they need to convince to buy into their marketing strategies and that is often from my conversations with marketing leaders um, one of the most challenging parts of the role so we brought in ryan ryan's got a lot of experience um doing this some tips and tactics and how to get the most out of it and how to be successful in doing so so you can actually get on with your job. So Ryan, do you want to give yourself a quick introduction, an introduction to the business you work at and your role? Yeah, so I work for iMail Comms and we're um, a hybrid mail provider first. Um, we look after everybody's business mail, uh, hybrid mail, so anything that we generally want to avoid a mail room or a franking machine or a, uh, you know, stamps for the smaller businesses, uh, we look after that. So we allow people to directly from their computer or send directly from their uh, devices or software if you want to integrate completely straight into our system and they will print mail and obviously distribute that those items through the uh, real mail network so obviously my job is as uh, as the marketing manager is to implement the strategy um oversee it and uh, make sure that, that all the goals that we want to achieve are 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 delivered um so yeah wow. and have you got a team or is it just yourself or do you use external agencies and, and freelancers yeah so I use um it's just myself in the business um not, not so I wear many hat- <laughs> no <laughs> oh yeah yeah i wear many hats obviously I, I have i've got a history in graphic design as well so sometimes i tinker around with um with doing bits and bobs and that yeah. but generally i like to use um obviously freelancers um for design uh, we use an external uh, freelancer uh, for our paid advertising at the moment. Um, yeah, it's it's obviously like I love to be. I like that you know I have this ability to get involved in everything and everything. Um, it's nice that you can sort of see everything. I'd like I'd like to be more hands on in certain areas than the others, um, and that will come from the the, the growth that we will we will inevitably get, um, but it's it's uh yeah it's 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 it's, it's a good ball cool so you are the man that has to tie business objectives to marketing objectives and 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 make them happen effectively and obviously to do that we need strategy we need money and we need to convince the people that that hold the money to to buy into what we want to do so before we get into all of that what is a stakeholder what do you mean by that term I think a stakeholder is anyone that's got 
an influence over you know key decisions that happen within the business i think stakeholders can come in all shapes and sizes in that you know you 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 have highly influential people that may not be regarded as a stakeholder mm. um but they have an influence on a team on a on an organization and i think that sometimes you are managing up and you are managing down stakeholders um just because there, there are people in your business that will be experts in their field uh, and like a like a designer for example you you know you've got to trust in their ability and their interests to do deliver and if you if you're trying to sort of manage up to a to a stakeholder and asking them for the advice you end you know you're going the wrong way about it you've got to really got to trust the skill set that you have within the team yeah. and know that they will they will deliver and then obviously that's about then obviously you've got to manage that process through the business so i think a stakeholder can be anyone within or any group within an organization and obviously then the, the difference is key stakeholders and they are tend to be um you know the decision maker the final decision tends to be the one that signs the on the dotted line um and it's obviously a different um slightly different process you take with those people um so yeah i really like that because i think i think most of us myself included sometimes will always think of a stakeholder as having the word director in their job title or chief of or chief executive ceo and actually separating those who are like that who maybe sign the checks or make the final call and those who have the influence to influence the decision whether that whether that happens or not is a really nice way to explain it and having which clearly you have ryan is sort of two different ways of approaching those different groups of people as well which is which is really smart yeah. so how have you gone about identifying that in some of your roles in terms of who are the stakeholders who are the, the key stakeholders or is it really quite obvious from the get-go i think yeah i think it, it can be obvious and in, in many scenarios you tend to see um groups of and you know huddles especially when you're in the office you tend to see who the people that migrate together and who work together um you know roles are tended you know nine times 99 percent of the time defined you know we know who the ceo is we know who the directors are of course yeah um but i think what you do get over time is you get to see the influence that people have over others and the 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 approach in which you need to take mm. and i think that's that's the kind that's the learning curve that i suppose we should all enjoy in that everybody's different everybody's got their way about them and understanding how to approach those people um speak to them address them uh really helps with your day-to-day -day job um i think that's 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 important to knowing you know who it is and how to how to how to respond to them is essential massively and there's some blurred lines there between uh, stakeholder management, leadership as well, in terms of how different people to react to feedback, how best to give people feedback, how best to get people on side mm -hmm. and get buying and stuff. It's really it's stuff that I'm really, really quite deeply interested in, actually, in terms of not everyone is created equally and therefore the style of management or the style of how you manage a certain process of somebody, it does need to tweak based on who you're speaking to. And I think yeah, that is basically what you're saying here. So what sort of challenges have you faced in, in your career in terms of gaining support from stakeholders and i presume 
in your career, you've largely been at the forefront of strategy creation, asking for the marketing budget and things like that. Yeah, I think, I mean, looking back early, in my, early on in my career, you, you obviously start off in this world of uh, you've got tons of enthusiasm with no experience. <laughs> and then obviously, and then obviously, then hopefully over time, it balances out a little bit more where you, you maintain that enthusiasm, but you've got the experience. And I think that during my time, we I've had lots of different, obviously lots of different stakeholders. I've, I've worked directly with, I've been a little fortunate. I mean, at UK Mail, for example, when I when I went there, I I had a um, direct access to the marketing director there, also the commercial director, and inevitably ended up the the CEO of the business was approached was it made himself approachable because they you know he had a real passion for marketing, so. I've been quite fortunate in that I've had these um, interactions throughout my career where I've had access to to people that have got status and and um, you know power, power I suppose and being able to see uh, you know the impacts you have with the, the decisions that you make um, and I think it's and I think what you know the key thing that I've learned throughout the process is that most a lot a lot a lot of decisions that are made on a day-to-day -day basis are emotional right and based off you know your own personal kind of desires and wants and mm. your achievements and that and although we have to take in consideration objectives and business goals you know we all want to do well when we all and and depending on who you're speaking to you have to, you have to remember the pressure that they have from their superiors and you, yeah. what they have to go through and i think that sometimes that can be overlooked especially when you you know you walk off and you gripe about that that, that person's not done that for me or they've not let they've not let me do this and that and i think that you know we have to remember that they have their own stakeholders their own whether that be shareholders or whoever it is someone is looking at your business and being critical in a way that you've not considered and and being aware of being emotionally aware of that process I think it definitely helps with stakeholder management. Perfect. And what sort of challenges have you faced in, in, in your time in terms of getting that buy-in? What's a typical objection you might you might get? I think it, a lot of it I think a lot of it comes down to um taking people out of their norm. So something that has worked for them for a period of time and they've and then and then potentially followed suit. And I'm always been keen to try and do something else or try and do something different. And taking people away from that is always has always been is always tough yeah. because you you want someone wants to just go well we've done it this way and it works really well and if we just do more of that and we do more of this <laughs> then it will continue it will continue to work. Yeah, and I think that sometimes getting the, the buy in and the trust from from others is something that I've really try to focus on and and it and inevitably that to, to, to do that and build the trust in your um pitch i suppose it requires numerous facts and figures and also a, a ton of enthusiasm and grit i think a lot of the time you find that you, you can get a no quite early on mm. because it might not matter to them at that moment in time they might have a bigger objective to, to handle and and I think that, and sometimes, you know, timing, picking your right time, picking the moment and, and making sure that you've, 
no well don't always take no for an answer like like again be critical about what it is you've asked and and then question to yourself like it was was there a better way is there another way have i missed the boat have i just timed it wrong um and i think that's that tends to be if you can do that i think you can find that you will um be able to build that trust in others and say look just just give give me your time give me your attention for a period of time and um then it carves out more i think sometimes like like a subject line having a really nice subject line that gets people just pique their interest and i think that's what you tend to have to do with stakeholders sometimes you just have to say you know if we by this i reckon we could you know double the amount of leads we're getting you've got to be a marketer for your own marketing strategy <laughs> yeah i think so i think you do i think you do have to and that, and that you know that will happen with any role i think you do have to kind of go uh, you know plant a seed or plant and um, plant a thought an idea in someone's mind um so they manifests and then you come a, you, you come out again at a different time i think that um I'd like i like i i trying to actively read and listen to podcasts and stories and mm. um, more than ever. And I think that one thing I've picked up is that um, we buy with, we don't, we know, no one actually sells to anyone. We only, we sell to ourselves. And that means that you've really got to give people all the information they need to be able to sell to themselves, that that idea is a good one. When you're trying to push anything down anybody's um you know throat and such and and say look you need to pay attention to this you need to have this and you'd be wrong to not consider it puts people on a defense whereas if you are able to sort of understand their their emotional side of it and their wants their desires 100 and you can go into it with a um you know a tactical approach then you end up with a much better response no i completely agree and and, and you've said a few times now things like leads, you mentioned revenue and whatnot, you know, a lot of key stakeholders are very motivated by, um, unfortunately, sometimes, but facts, figures, revenue, sales, leads, real stone cold facts. So do you translate that for them? Would you go in with, here's my strategy and actually here's the commercial outcomes? Do you go as far as that? Yeah, I think every time, I think that's that's something that I've definitely picked up, especially from my transition from, you know, being a designer to, you know, being in marketing. As a designer, it's very fluffy and nice and you do pretty things. And, uh, but it was only when I started to look at, you know, there's a big, there's a bigger pool of opportunity where you think, oh, I want to be involved in that. I want to be involved in that. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think that, the facts and figures are almost essential, especially in small businesses. If you need to know that whatever you're spending, you're going to get um, a return. You know, you can't always quantify branding and, and awareness in the same way because, you know, the likes of, you know, BHL used to advertise in, you know, F1 and God knows where else. You know what I mean, like it was everywhere. And when they've got a budget for that, and and, and but you can't quantify it in the same way you can with, you know, a paid ad, for, for example, you can say, I spent this and I'll gain that. Yeah. But equally like with, especially with B2B marketing, the the sales process is far different to, from the B2C world. You know, they they take time, they have stakeholders that they have to manage, they have to go back and forth. We'll see on our site, we'll have people come, visit, look at something, disappear, come back, 
I've come forth, back and forth. And then they'll reach out and they still might not reach out. So we reach out to them and so forth. And I think that it's a different, it's a completely different process. Whereas B2C, you've only obviously, your consumers have only got themselves to sell to. So if you want a new phone, you just got to convince yourself you need a new phone for whatever reason that is. Um, and to making, you know, a, a nice marketing story or a, a nice pitch for that is fairly straightforward. You're targeting one individual, generally, unless you're obviously a kid and you're trying to, to uh, sell it to your parents. Um, <laughs> obviously, they're, 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 you know, they're, very, they're very different um, processes that take place. So you got to be a salesperson and marketer for your own for your own stuff here to get it to get it through, right? Yeah, yeah, I think you do. I think I think you, you have to, um, like with a, you know with any with any part relationship you have with anyone in whether it's your family at work or whatever it is, um, you need to you need, you're always sort of trying to show that that's worth doing. You know, if you want to go on holiday, you've got to say to your family that that's the place that everyone's going to have a good time. Absolutely, yeah, and the, and the more the more success you have in the role, the easier the process gets, uh, I, I imagine. So, in terms of yeah. measuring success, um, what do you what do you do to to sort of um, demonstrate value to stakeholders? What sort of things are you showing them? How are you communicating that? What are you focusing on? Uh, sometimes I think it will be. Um, you, you you kind of have to, sometimes you have to kind of ask for forgiveness rather than permission <laughs> yeah i think sometimes you just have to kind of go i'm just going to try this because you need you need to see for your own self to 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 to, mm. to believe in it and say oh, i've either go at that and that's done that and i can and you can then present that back and say look i had a little tinker here and a little go at this and that and it's and it's generated whatever it is um and if you can't do that obviously the the access to the world of internet is has changed things and the ability to to look at case studies get information from whatever blog post or article regarding facts and figures on success rates and obviously you can be really granular with that information um being able to see you know what the intro what the conversion rate for direct mail is within a particular industry has uh, will be different to somewhere else there's lots of so many resources, third-party resources, where they, you know, committed to to those channels, and they'll offer lots of insights that that help you build a model that uh, creates an outcome. I mean, I've got loads of spreadsheets on my computer where I'm I'm saying that if I put this many people or opportunities through this funnel, I expect to get this this return based on common statistics that are available. Um, it helps it helps build a model that and then even then like, i mean the amount of times i've done it and i'm like this is a no-brainer and then you think you've got to take it with a pinch of salt and you've got to consider so many other factors that that not they're not even on your scope i mean like covid for example covid happened plenty, yeah. i imagine all these marketing strategies that were planned before that and then they implemented and this happened it all went tits up and then everyone would then you know had to rethink and be uh, that rethink their strategies and those that didn't essentially suffered and those that did were a bit more savvy um, were on the ball um, prevailed um, so yeah I think having I mean I, I don't even know AI I mean AI is 
change the game as well. Mm. I think having having something that you can tap into and ask a question quickly and get a response, it gives you a direction or a, a, a you know a, a way in which you can move. But there's pod, there's podcasts, there's webinars, there's so much information out there that that's at your fingertips, and that helps you build a 360 view of what you're trying to pitch because sometimes when you go into a pitch you can you can have an isolated view of what you want 100%. and i think that and i think I, and i think i learned that from being a, a designer you when you design you design knowing exactly what it is you're trying to get portrayed it's only when you go and show someone and go what do you think of this and they go what about that what about this what about that you go oh yeah and i think that those those years of being a designer really helped me uh you know turn into a uh, a better marketing manager because I do try to be self-critical and and then or even just park it and say right I'm, I've done that I'm going to leave it a couple of days and then I'm going to come back to it mm. that helps no um, absolutely for sure cool so let's put ourselves in a world where you've, you've managed to um yeah you've presented your strategy you've got it through happy happy days been given the bag so to speak you've you've launch a campaign what are you doing in fact take a rewind you know a lot of managing up managing with stakeholders is the amount of visibility clarity honesty you can give them on a regular basis so how, what's, what sort of reporting structure have you found is useful for you in terms of just keeping them up to date with how things are going knowing when things might go wrong and informing them at the right time and things like that have you got any sort of structure that you use personally for that uh, yeah, so there's obviously we we've got we use HubSpot as our CRM, so we, uh, we I aim to bring everything in HubSpot generally. Yeah, um, it's a, it's our you know our single version of the truth where we can use that as a success of did did that opportunity or did that you know uh, strategy do what we wanted, which was generate leads for the salespeople, and of those leads, how good are they? How many deals are we creating? Um, and at what value and i think that's 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 the, the simplest measure that we can we can track it's but in obviously all other organizations you might track different things in, in different ways but for for us the you know the crm is, is vital to knowing you know seeing the interactions that people have um and also getting across the the importance of uh, a sales cycle and the and the time it takes like you, yeah. you know it could take weeks months for for someone to convert and understanding that it takes time but generally i think you end up with results that that are either working for you or not and i think it, it's really key it's really important that as the person that's created that strategy and created the idea and sold it into the business and, and got that money is to also consider failing fast and that, and all being able to know when to go. That isn't exactly how I planned it. I need to rejig it or I need to re just, to, just yeah. a, 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 an adjustment of some kind and being able to do that, I think is again, is super important and, and holding your hands up and, and that comes from, Having good stakeholders as well, as well. I mean, and being able to go to them and say, "Look, I, I've missed a, I've missed a trick here, or I've missed something, and and we do need to consider this." And it might be that there's an extra bit of money that you might need. Um, I've done that recently. I, I, I mean, I've and I, I speak from experience because I did that recently. I, I implemented something, and there was an extra bit of 
that I didn't even consider it was a little bit a bit of money. But I was comfortable enough to go to my manager and say, look, I've overlooked this. It is this. This is what it's going to do. And on a quick basis, this is how much more productive I can be if we implement it. Yeah. And it yeah. was just like, yeah, that's fine. Just, just crack on and do it. Um, so being honest and open about the results to yourself and to stakeholders, uh, again, will help you either uh, progress further and move forward and be able to review it use all the tools that you've got available google analytics um we use obviously any of these analytic programs that you you can get hold of there's so many but if you could whatever you're comfortable using as long as it gives you the information you need and you, you take it as a as a as a as a direction and challenge them and then obviously like i say fail fast if it's not working look at it review it and come up with a solution and i think that's one important thing to also consider when you're managing stakeholders especially if you made a mistake on a strategy is don't go to them with the problem without the without a solution so identify the problem and give yourself time to either find a solution if you've got the time or explain that there is an issue you're looking into it and you expect there to be an answer in whatever time frame. So how much time do you need to, to dig if it's a longer project, if it's a longer research required, then be clear about, I need a week to give you an answer. And just having that transparency of an honesty of where you're at is, yeah, will, will pay dividends in the long run. I think that's massive. I mean, I've been in agency leadership for well, going on, 11, 12 years now, and, and the team members that, that we, you know, we've stuck with, the team members that I've managed to build the most trust with are the ones that are not necessarily getting it right day in, day out. It's the ones that aren't afraid to put the hand up and say, I gave this a good go, gave them the best. Yeah. It's not quite working out. Here's what I'm going to do about it. I might need this, I might need that. I might need your support to do that. But it's the fact that you're not finding out at the last minute and the ones that you don't necessarily bring trust with or lose the trust of the stakeholders are the ones that bury their head in the sand, try and fix a problem, fix a problem, fix a problem before it explodes. And then when it explodes, you've got a whole leadership team or board thinking, what the hell's going on here? And then you're yeah. left with egg on your face effectively. So I think being as honest and transparent as often as possible is really, really important. And there was something you mentioned there about... Um, about asking for more budget as well. And again, the more you can be honest, the more you can be transparent. Um, and something really, really crucial that you mentioned there. Now, you mentioned it really in passing was, I need some more budget, but here's how much more productive I can be. You provided the outcome there. So there's no questions asked now. What, what's this going to do for us? What's the commercial outcome for it? So even mm -hmm. without thinking, you've, you've, you've explained the risk, you've explained the problem, you've held your hands up, you've looked at a solution, you've also given a forecast on what the outcome is likely to be. And that's all you can, yeah. that's all you can really ask for as a stakeholder, isn't it? And it's all you can really do as somebody who's managing a stakeholder. And I think they yeah. are the core pillars of getting it right. It's honesty, it's presenting the right data at the right time, it's communicating at the right place at the right time in the right way, and then holding your hands up when it doesn't go quite right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think you, you, you talked about failure then from, from your team, like my, uh, my now, uh, current manager or CEO, he um, like Christmases ago, he sent out, he, he bought a book for everybody. It was called Black Box Thinking um, and sends it out to everybody. And 
I I don't normally read, and it's something that I've I've actually been focusing on this year, is trying to read more side. more than. Pardon? Yeah, side. yeah, yeah. Box thinking, and I I as soon as I started reading it, I was I was I was hooked, and and I I ended up uh, trying to get my son to read it, although he was like 11, 12 at the time. I was like reading, <laughs> and um, but coincidentally, my niece, uh, who's who is eleven now um my son's 14 now but he she's she actually took it on i was, I was explaining to her what it's all about and she actually has, has got it now when she's reading it um but i think that but, but i thinking she inevitably teaches you all about failure and the, the importance of it and it gives lots of examples about dyson and the planes and 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 how to look at failure and how to understand it and how to get more out of it and you know that's again that's vital with having having the faith and the trust that you build in stakeholders to, to allow you to fail because we do need failure we do need times where it's not gone well for you to go i see what i did there or i've, I've, I've you know i've not done something or and i need to do better and and you obviously develop and you grow and that's the only way we all grow and that's how anything changes um and that's that's essential so you know if i can recommend a book you actually yeah. black box thinking I, I, yeah. I recommend that um and also there was another book which right uh it's called i don't know you've heard of it never split the difference i have heard of it yeah it's such a good book it's a it's um a guy it's an f it's a former fbi uh he, he manages hostages but anyway it talks about this whole kind of healing uh, uh you know negotiation and it's so interesting because it is it talks about you know how to negotiate better and that inevitably is part of the role of any 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 position in a company you have to negotiate you have to kind of know when it is you need to stick your heels in and be firm with your views and your opinions but equally there's times where you need uh to think about the way you're presenting yourself and how you're doing it and i think that one one analogy that stuck out for me in that book was um sometimes and then well, why it's potentially i suppose why it's called never split distance is because there's a bit where it talks about i want to wear brown shoes and my partner wants me to wear black shoes now the the, the you know the, the the living um you know meeting in the middle would mean i wear one brown shoe and one wear black shoe but you just can't do that so someone's got to win that argument someone's got to win that negotiation and some you know when i've got to wear my brown shoes or she's going to get me to wear my black shoes or whatever it might be and i think that that again that that resonated with me because some there are situations where you do have to kind of go no i'm i'm right here like and you've got to stick to your guns and you have got to kind of go just just hear me out and 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 that means maybe taking a different angle and going away and going right i'm going to take it from a different direction um but that and 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 fight your corner and that equally there's times where you need to say i am wrong on this occasion and i need to relook really at what it is that i'm doing because you know they're equally you you know when you're speaking to stakeholders above you they have a different experience they have a different um awareness of you know the the, the problem or um solution you're trying to solve and you need to take on that experience and, and do something with it act proactively no massively i think that's really impressive as well i think any form of 
negotiation and leadership, management, whether it's up or down, you need that self-awareness to know when you need to hear somebody else out based on their experience or when you need to stand firm and be confident in what you're doing. And I think, yeah. you know, you, you, you talked about failure there. And I think I've spent most of my career, yes, I've been, um, I started my agency and all that kind of stuff, but most of my time in, in, in doing this, I've, I've lent into either the marketing of our business or the sales side of our business. And I think in both of those things, you need to be able to fail comfortably because there's no black and white answer. There's no yes or no answer. There's a lot of careers out there where there's a right way to do something, there's a wrong way to do something. Marketing especially, and sales, but marketing especially is something where you do need to reserve maybe 20% of your time just for having a little play about with something, just to see how something, just to try a new channel, just to experiment over here. And that takes a lot of guts to go into um, a board meeting or whatever it is and almost showcase that you're doing that. And by doing that, mm-hmm. we might lose money, but we, you know what we learn is going to be almost more valuable than the money that we lose because yeah. we're going to learn that we don't lean into that anymore or we lean into it more and whatever it might be. So that's always quite a challenge. And I, you know, I do empathize with a lot of marketers who, who are in that position where you've got a finite amount of budget, but you still need to reserve time and energy and money to keep experimenting. Have you ever been in that situation yeah. where you've got a real maybe quite a limited budget but you know you need to reserve that time and energy to to try something new and it's felt like a bit of a risk yeah i think i mean early on in this role like like we we obviously we 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 did them at the, the andy had a uh a management buyout and obviously therefore you know there was there's risk involved with that with you know with what we put into the to the budget and so forth and understanding what it is our place and so forth and we obviously getting our operations sorted and so forth and it, it all went really well, but obviously during that time, you are still expected to um, deliver on yeah. on everything that we were, you know, we, we we piggybacked a lot off the DHL brand and the UKML brand a lot during that time. And obviously now we're our own business. Um, that meant we need to find our own way and our own um, solutions and that takes time. But I, I think that you, what what i what i ended up doing was um outside you end up doing stuff out of work and it's not not because you are working longer for that person it's all about self-development self-growth mm-hmm. and listening like listening to webinars listening to podcasts reading books whatever media that suits you um and look into things and i think that that will pay dividends in the future and it compounds and i think when you was talking about you know um you know, using that twenty percent, I think there's that 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 graphic where it shows you uh, this like uh, lines or boards, and they leave a they drop a ball at the top, and the curve ball that sort of drops down and loses its way, almost looks like it's losing its way, and then comes back to the finish line, ends up finishing first. Yeah. And that line that's straight through, which is almost like the line of no risk, ends up like sort of uh, i can't remember it comes last or or second but inevitably the line that wins is the line that actually tails off a little bit and then as it gains momentum and i think that sometimes uh we have to trust that some things mean we might take a step back and we will leap forward two steps because of the growth and the the things that we've we've learned from that experience that we've just had no i think that's spot on i mean i've certainly learned from this from this episode, there are different ways to talk to different people, and the, and I think a lot of a lot of 
folks listening to this in in your position or similar positions will feel probably quite a lot of comfort by the fact that everyone has a fear of failure, but actually a failing is fine. And part of stakeholder management and whatnot is communicating that failure, but also why it's so important to fail and why we, we need to continue to fail to keep maximizing our successes. So no, I really think this episode has been really insightful. I really appreciate your time, Ryan. Any, any sort of parting words before, before we jump off? Uh, no, I think you summarized it. Well, well, I think you, you know, have enjoy taking risks, enjoy failure, and and understand that you are like a chain of you know, if you're in a house, you are a chain, you are a cog in the chain, and you are one piece of that puzzle. That means that you need to consider that there's people below you that your decisions impact, and there's people above you, and you need to remember that 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 while it might not go your way the first time. Uh, you you know be grit have grit and determination to to try again at a different time and um you know review your review your process review what you've said and think if there's another way to do it and come back another day and, and fight another day and and inevitably if it's not you know and, and inevitably you um you might find yourself in an environment or a workplace that you aren't growing and therefore you do need to look at alternatives and that you know again being critical of that and saying what well, this isn't this isn't my environment and i've been in those situations before where it's not my environment and when i've got out quick and just gone actually i need i need a better one uh you know and against quick to failure quick to learn and then you and then you actually drive growth stakeholders as well i imagine it's a big part of that exactly yeah well look appreciate that ryan i will drop all of ryan's details in the show notes and thank you all for listening and we'll see you again soon cheers ryan take care mate cheers thank you